Hello guys and welcome back to the Thrive Podcast. My name's Ruben and I'm joined as usual by the dynamic, gregarious Matt Allen. Wow, we're doing we're doing abstract adjectives again. Yes, yeah. Gre- what did you say? Gregarious. gregarious. Wow, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. I don't know. Oh, but- so you could actually just be insulting me then. <laughs> Great. I think... Thank you so much. Gregarious. I think it's... I think it's positive. Um, I heard someone use it once. Um, to describe dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. No, uh, so yeah, guys, welcome. So Matt, what are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about loss. Um, not necessarily loss around bereavement, like losing a loved one, but more around losing things, whether it's our keys or even just um, like losing some of our freedom, like uh, like mm. during lockdown, losing our freedom or even losing out on some of the opportunities that we would normally have, like playing football with our friends or going out and hanging out with our friends. Uh, yeah. So much has happened over lockdown and we have lost so much. Yeah. We've lost out on so much. Exactly. In case you've been living under a rock, we've been going through a global pandemic. Um, you probably know. <laughs> just to remind everybody just a about reminder. That, yeah. Just in case you forgot. <laughs> and a lot, a lot has changed in the world. So we're going to be chatting about that. But before we get into that, Matt, I've got a couple of, I've got a little quiz for you. Amazing. I so we're back to phobias. So I'm going to tell you the name of the phobia. Yeah. you got to guess what is the phobia of. Well, I, right. I'm pretty good at this, as we know. As so. we've established. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite a g- gregarious uh, guesser when it comes to yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, all right. Masiophobia. Oh, yeah, easy. Mm-hmm. Easy. You know when you buy, like, ready-made, no, like, quick-mix mashed potato? Okay. Like, smash? Yeah. And then on the back, you might read, and you read, and it says potatoes, maize, starch, okay, salt, E numbers, preservatives. Maize, starch, right? People are scared fear of Fear of maize. It's the fees of fear of maize, starch, or maize. <laughs> well, you know what? In some ways, you're not wrong. Because it really? is, <laughs> surprisingly. Wow. Yeah, that is a surprise. But it's um, not maize in the sense of, like, the crop. But maze, in a sense of a maze, you know, oh. that you've got to find your way through. So, maziophobia is actually the fear of getting lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Here's another one thanatophobia. 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 Um, so, I don't know if you know this, but um, in the sort of bug world, um, as in like spiders, creepy crawlies all that sort of stuff okay. their world is actually a mirror image of of our world so there is a, a reuben bug there is a matt bug there is a, a listener bug okay and then it, and then that goes down even into films like there are there's a tom cruise bug okay um, and there is a a, a bug called a, a gnat which is like a like a type of bug yeah. and um there's one that is thanos there's the <laughs> thanos gnat like from avengers endgame and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that's the fear of Thanos, the gnat. You know what, Matt? <laughs> Once again, <laughs> you, are, you are on the right track. <laughs> what? Because, um, are you sure? Thanatophobia is the fear of death. I, and okay. it's based on so I was- Thanatos, which is the Greek word for death, which is why they named no the Avengers 
um, villain Thanos. Really? So Thanos is based on the Greek word Thanatos, which is death because, spoiler alert, I'm not going to spoil the movie. So we spoke about the fear of getting lost, uh, the fear of death, and that was quite hectic, but it kind of segues into what we are talking about. Like Matt said, we're going to talk about loss. Not necessarily losing a loved one, but losing our freedoms and relationships and all of these kinds of things that are connected with it. Matt, do you have any stories of experiencing loss lately? Yeah, so my 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 bike got stolen. Um, It was nicked off off my drive, and um, yeah, I definitely felt, I definitely mourned, I definitely Mm. grieved over losing that bike. Like more frustratingly, I then found i then saw somebody riding it no way um which was even more painful like if if it was stolen and then i found it burnt in a burnt in a ditch somewhere yeah that would almost feel better but then almost yeah. like there's like the loss of losing this thing but then on top of that there was like the injustice of s- somebody else so you saw someone while you were driving and then you saw someone riding the bike yeah yeah did so- you follow them did you find the police what did you do it's a long story. Yeah, I followed them. Yeah, I've spoke to the police. The police said, whatever you do, don't approach them. Oh, wow. Just let us know. That's hectic. Just keep it. And that, so I lost it again whilst on the phone to the police. And then they oh. said, well, if you see it again, just call 999 and we'll see what we can do. That's yeah. mad. Yeah. And how did it feel? Did you feel like there was a sense of uh, invading into your space? Did you feel like kind of your space has been violated, the safe space, like your belongings? Yeah, how definitely. How did that feel? So it was parked. It, it, it was parked up. Um, so I'm talking about a motorbike it was parked up behind a wall Mm. like you had to walk through a gate a a closed gate to get to it so yeah there was that element of somebody has come onto come onto my land yeah and 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 taken this from me like yeah Yeah, definitely it I was surprisingly super upset about losing that bike and also like I loved riding it like yeah one of my um ways of venting and like chilling out and and sort of relaxing a bit was just going out for a ride and and that has also been taken away from me so yeah well it's that it's that feeling isn't it of something that is important to us being taken away and during covid i mean some people did lose like loads of people lost people in their family which is incredibly terrible but we also lost to a large degree the ability to celebrate things like birthdays, mm. weddings. Um, there's loads of young people that have that weren't able to like have a prom, weren't able to mark the occasion of finishing school, and it's or, like or like a leavers day, right? You don't yeah. get to have like you you don't get to sh- uh, sign the white shirts of your mates and and have that final yeah final day. Yeah. And so there's a lot to process in that sense, and a lot of um, religious things. Uh, worship in the way that it normally was was stopped for a lot of um religions um which is the muslim yeah the muslim community had ramadan and eid during lockdown yeah what yeah what must that look like yeah and you can't do what you would normally do exactly so we have all experienced the sense of loss real deep loss so now we're going to hear from some young people about their experience of loss during this pandemic My lockdown wasn't really anything to do with losing anything because my dad come down with it. So I think the only loss I had was having daughter at that time, really, because I would have gone tears at the weekend, but I couldn't. 
and it was it was just really hard because he woke up but he rang me a month after my birthday because he couldn't remember like what date and everything it was to say happy birthday so I think the only loss I really had was not waking up from a message from my dad. Um, I was meant to go to a drama um, trip. I was meant to go and see The Lion King in London the Thursday um, just after lockdown. So I think it got announced on like the Tuesday or something. And then on the Thursday I was meant to go. I missed out on uh, my second year musical theatre show and like that kind of send off. We were like rehearsing and stuff because it was my final dance piece. We were like choreographing it ourselves. Uh, musical theatre was like our final piece as well. And everything just like stopped and we're like, um, that kind of sucks. So we've all experienced loss in a very clear way in losing uh, time spent with friends, uh, time at school, all of those different things that, that we know are very clear to us. But but maybe we've uh, experienced loss in a, in a deeper way, in a more mm. sort of like subconscious way. Do you want to sort of... Yeah, totally. If you think about it... Um, well, firstly, I was at a meeting just last night and we were talking about all the th challenges that COVID has brought for our like for the for our community and it was and in our church. Yeah. And we made this list of 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 challenges and essentially all of them had to do with relationships with other people, how we right. relate as a society with other people. And it got me thinking we we've suffered that relational societal loss in a really much deeper subconscious level. Mm. Like um, we spoke previously about how our anxiety response, when our, when our brain senses that there's a threat, we do something to kind of avoid the threat. And because we're mammals, we find our safety in numbers. So we group together when there's a threat. And the interesting thing is that instinct we have when there's a threat, like the virus is the threat. So we, our brain thinks, what can we do our brain is like, we need to group together. But actually, the grouping together is the threat. So we're in a space where there's this internal conflict that's in a subconscious, deeper, deeper kind of level where we try to find comfort, but that's the thing that is, that's the very thing that we need to avoid. So we're all dealing with this weird kind of internal loss of understanding what the world is like, what society is like, and um, and what we do to cope with fears. And I think you might be listening to this thinking, oh my word, I don't, I don't feel that way. I had a great time during lockdown. I was playing games. I was like just chilling, didn't have to do homework. Um, and that's, that's great. Some people had really, really tough times, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And I think there's a whole range of spectrum of emotions and yeah. severity of what people felt like but also if these feelings are on a more subconscious level then maybe we are less aware of those feelings right yeah totally so you might be feeling totally relaxed and those feelings of loss are like completely below the surface mm. and it's not as though it's some really hectic intense thing but it's important for us to um as we as we move out of covid hopefully as we as we grow to reflect on that loss that we've experienced even if it doesn't feel like you've experienced real loss like maybe you didn't go to school for a while but you kind of like that mm. um and you didn't suffer any like loss of family members or you didn't have your birthday during covid there's still a kind of loss because we've lost the understanding 
of the the world as we see it. Like we yeah. uh, we predict the world to be a certain way in in the next year, but now we've completely lost that, and so we've all experienced loss in some kind of a way. So we are joined now in the studio with Dr. Lucy Shuka, who's part of the Youthscape team. Uh, welcome, Lucy. Hello. Nice um, to be here. So I've heard Lucy share some really deep and significant thoughts about dealing with loss. So Lucy, could you tell us what advice or what thoughts do you have for us about how we might be able to deal with loss and process loss in, in kind of a healthy way? Sure. Um, can I clarify at this point, I'm not a medical doctor. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a doctor of sociology. But yeah, I have been thinking a little bit about loss mm. um, because partly I've been noticing myself that as the summer is ending and we're going into autumn, that I've been feeling and noticing not just um, the loss that I've experienced over lockdown, but also a worry that there's going to be more coming, mm. coming into the autumn, that we can't quite see what's ahead of us. And some of us have got some freedom back again and, you know, going back to school and seeing friends again and seeing family again. But it feels like it might also be taken away. And so... Mm. I've been thinking a little bit about how we and how I exist in that space of uncertainty where um, you've, you've experienced loss, but you also don't know what else you're going to experience and how you kind of manage that. So, yeah. yeah, some of the things that I've been thinking about, if they are helpful for others, are firstly that it's kind of important to acknowledge what you have actually experienced and how you actually feel. Yeah. And although that sounds obvious, a lot of the time we're just really busy. We are going from one thing to the next. We don't always slow down and notice really how we're feeling or look back over a period of time and notice how it's impacted us. And we know that people have experienced this time really differently. But um, although there are some people who will have experienced in some ways the heaviest kind of loss, they might, they've actually been bereaved. They might have lost a loved one through coronavirus there's sometimes a risk that we compare the losses we've experienced and we we almost don't let ourselves feel what is actually going on. We don't, we, we might not, you know, I, I might not acknowledge that actually it's, I feel a bit of grief because I haven't been able to meet up with friends and play a team sport mm-hmm. over the last six months because that's nothing in comparison to what someone else might have lost, right? Yeah. So it's not a real loss, but it but it is if actually that's been impacting you and it's been weighing you down and you've been feeling low about it. So I think there's something first to say, which is just um, try and notice what you've lost and name it Mm. and don't judge whether or not it's more or less significant than someone else's loss. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that would be a first thing. Mm. I think from that point, I guess there's a, a question of what do you do with that? If you've, if you've then realized uh, maybe for the first time, actually, oh, that's probably you know, I have actually experienced, um, you know, I didn't get to do that holiday or I didn't get to go to that event or my friend and I had this plan and, and we we didn't get to do it. Once you've realised that that's something that you've missed and actually you cared about that thing, I'd say find someone to talk to about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, in some way or another, some some of us process these things by talking. Some of us prefer to write it down or reflect on it in another way. Some of us like journaling. Mm. Uh, some of us like to be creative in the ways that we process things. You know, if you've got a hobby or you're artistic in some way, there are all those sorts of ways you can process 
loss or grief that mm. mean that it doesn't just stay inside you and sometimes we're afraid of feeling aren't we like we're afraid of feeling sad we think it's going to overwhelm us but usually it doesn't actually when we express it the feeling passes and we often feel lighter when we've done that yeah a problem shared is a problem hard that's what they say yeah i i can really i can really relate to what you're saying i had i had a feeling of loss to the fact that my family all live in another country and i haven't been able to see them the whole time mm. And I find it really helpful talking to someone else that I met that had basically exactly the same experience mm-hmm. where they haven't been able to see their They had to cancel flights and, and all these kinds of things. And I think really it's so important to find people, even if, you, even if your problem is so unique that someone else won't have the same problem, just sharing it with someone and talking about it and acknowledging it and naming it is so important. That's really good, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I'm really I'm glad you found someone who had that same experience. I think it takes a little bit of um vulnerability, doesn't it? Because mm. it feels like there's a risk if you if you say to a friend, I've I've been noticing that I've been feeling really low about the fact that um I don't know, I used to I used to always go to this place, like this specific place with my family and we can't go there anymore. And it feels like a really small thing, but actually it, it means something to me and the things that are meaningful to you matter. Mm. They, you might fear that they don't, but they, they do matter. And um, there's always a good friend who'll listen, I'm sure. So yeah, I think there's the kind of acknowledging it and talking about it. But then there's also kind of putting it in perspective. So sometimes we don't acknowledge the things we have lost because we're worried that they're too small or we're worried about feeling sad. But um, actually, once we've expressed them, what do you do then? Like, mm. do you sort of carry that grief around with you all the time? Like, where does it go? And I think one of my other thoughts is is just that sometimes when when we've then acknowledged what we've lost, we don't have to stay there. And so one of the things that I often do when I am focusing on the things that I have lost and maybe I feel it's time to maybe stop thinking about those is I start thinking about what I'm grateful for. Mm. So all of us are kind of probably walking in this balance between grief about the things that we don't have but also we can have gratitude about the things that we do have and there's a balance to be struck between those two things so um you might have your own way of doing this but one thing i'd suggest is at the end of a day all of us can look back and there will be something that you're grateful for something that happened a small conversation something you saw something you read i don't know something a piece of music you listened to something that lifted your spirits just that little bit that yeah. you can hold on to and be grateful for or you look back over this lockdown time and you think like man i've never have chosen this there's loads of stuff that's not been good about this but there's probably something that's happened that also wouldn't have happened otherwise or some mm. something that you can hold on to and say actually this is something i'm grateful for as well yeah. there's so much power in in gratitude isn't there um, I feel like every every belief in religion practices gratitude in some way, and um, my my wife always says to me, if I had a really rough day, or I'm in a bad mood, she always says, "Okay, stop and tell me five things that you're thankful for." And I absolutely hate it because I'm in a bad mood and I don't want to talk about things that I'm thankful for. But then I stop and I say, "Okay, I can't think of anything that I'm thankful for." Okay, well I'm thankful that I had a meal today. I'm thankful that I can afford shoes on my feet. I'm thankful, you know, that I have reasonably good health. I'm thankful, you know, little basic things. And after I've listed five, every time without fail, even though I hate it, 
I'm in a better mood. Wow. <laughs> and I think there's, there's so much power in that. It just Yeah, there is. And it's also one of the things that is most powerful for your mental well-being. So there's loads and loads of research that shows that a practice of gratitude, by which you just mean like try and regularly mm. notice things you're grateful for. Um, being being grateful and, and expressing it in some way is one of the things that keeps you most mentally healthy. Mm. So it's a t- it costs you nothing at all. You need no training <laughs> to do it, yeah. but it's one of the most transformative things you can do. Incredible. So I think... We can take away from that, all of us. When you're done listening to this podcast, think of five things that you are grateful for. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I hope you found that informative. If you want to get in touch with us, then you can find us at uh, youthscape.luton on Instagram. Uh, Give us a message there and somebody will hopefully be in touch. Brilliant. Brilliant.